This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, and the TSO's marketing director, Felicia Canny. We also have the music director of Toledo Symphony here with us today, and that is Elaine Trudell. Welcome to everybody. Elaine, nice to have you here in the studio as opposed to on the phone. Ah, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like this show has become, where in the world is Elaine Trudell? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know where he is, at least for the next 29 minutes. After that, I I take no responsibility whatsoever. (laughs) You're not uh, the music director's keeper. (laughs) No. We're talking today about West Side Story. That is a concert that is happening this weekend, uh, Saturday night, in fact, September 29th. It's at the Stranahan Theater at 8 o'clock p.m., Part of the ongoing Bernstein Centennial, Leonard Bernstein Celebration. More information at ToledoSymphony.com or 419-246-8000. Who wants to tell us what the concert is? I mean, it's not just the orchestra. It's also the silver screen element. You want to talk about that? Oh, sure. So uh, so this actually kind of follows our Singing in the Rain show that we did last season where we have this massive screen over the orchestra mm-hmm. and uh, during the, the concert it's actually the screening of the West Side Story film and the orchestra plays the soundtrack live to the entire film perfectly yeah. in time. <laughs> well, you know, this... Uh, now, Elaine, are you conducting this? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't envy you because it seems like this <laughs> it's is... It's going to be a workout. <laughs> you know, there's singing in the rain, and, and then you look mm-hmm. at West Side Story, which is all about dance and mm-hmm. rhythm yep. and so much in the way of coordination that has to happen with the orchestra because yeah. there are all these cues and yeah. all these jazz cues and hits and beats mm-hmm. that, that are... <laughs> <laughs> The, he's like slowly there. shrinking. Yes, I, I shrinking. think he just no, headed for the door there a second ago. Wow, we but, made uh, he, he made it all of one week through his music yeah. directorship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> Check please. So, so you know, not to make it sound too daunting, because I'm sure you're more than up to the task. Can you talk a little bit, Elaine, about the challenges mm-hmm. of conducting the music with the film? Well, it's exactly what you mentioned. It, it, there's so much coordination to do because it's not just a, a background, you know, a little melody that goes on while people are talking or something like that. It actually has to do with movement, with dance, and also the the singers in the movie, they're the ones singing. Yeah. So uh, we just take out the, the track under them and we have to play the same thing that they play when they sung. And at that time... When they had, the, they were pre-digital era, you would cut in the movie and in the sound when you make an edit. And like if a, mm. an actor had a better take on one and the music went. So the what we don't notice when we watch the movie, because even when I watch it again to prepare, of course, you have to watch yeah. it a lot. Um, I don't really notice it all that much, a change of tempies. You know, the, the, the tempo changes. Then it gets faster, slower, faster, slower. But you notice it a lot because when you play it, because they're like micro uh, changes. But as you see them, you don't see so much different. You watch the movie. There's the image. There's the voice. There's the sound. There's the dancing. But when you play them, you say, oh, it's fast. Oh, slow. Fast, slow. slow, slow. Yeah. Fast, 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 slow. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, a big job. And, it, and it's a really, really, really big um, challenge for the drummer also. Because oh, yeah. yeah, because then you have to find because the, the what's the most important thing about drumming is the groove is to stay in a stable rhythm, right? So that everybody can you know yeah they, they go, take it off of them. Well, yeah. exactly. But to fit the movie, it has to be a little bit unstable mm-hmm. while seeming 
completely stable. Yeah, because yeah. maybe when they did the cuts and things like that, and they well, they lose a, a millionth of a second or yeah. something like that. So basically, what you will see that you, you know the image of like the the swan or the duck that's on the water, very graceful and beautiful, and under paddling like crazy. Oh yeah, that's pretty much going to be what we're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't see it. Yeah. <laughs> So we know there's going to be a lot going on with the orchestra and, and obviously with Elaine, you know, peddling his way through the, the score. Let's talk about the film because uh, this is such a wonderful choice for uh, people to come watch this movie. Uh, if you've not seen the West Side Story film, this holds a particularly uh, important place, not only in film history, but also in, in musical theater history because it really – took what was a success on Broadway and made it a worldwide mm-hmm. phenomenon, really, this this Robert Wise film in the 60s. You want to talk about that a little bit, Zach? I think this is one of those films where people remember the first time they saw it mm-hmm. and where they were and who they saw it with. And uh, I remember my mother came to the conclusion that I had not seen West Side Story. I knew some of the music from the record, but I'd never seen the film. And we ran out to uh, the video store that was at Cricket West. I can't think of what it was called right now. And we got the one uh, VHS copy they had. And oh. We sat and watched it on a tiny, tiny uh, television in her bedroom. And uh, and I just remember at the end just being devastated, but feeling like I had been moved by some serious drama. And I might have been ten years old. Yeah. And it just you know the it, it gave such great context to the the songs that I had known very well by that point. And uh, it's it's a beautifully done film. It's it's vivid in its colors. The soundtrack obviously is exceptional. And the choreography, um, yeah. Is but stunning. You have Jerome Robbins. Mm-hmm. You have Stephen Sondheim did the lyrics, which you start to think about that. And then Bernstein, of course, with the music. So it just was one of those things that that never was equaled in the a combination of dance and film and music. And, yeah. And 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 it. it it, when it came out, you think about the, the social climate that it came out in, it stopped the world. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, it was a landmark event. If, if you go back and look at, you know, the last few decades before West Side Story came out in musical theater, you've got, you know, sort of a, a game changer with Showboat in the late 1920s. And then a little bit later in the 1940s, you got these Rodgers and Hammerstein mm-hmm. musical mm-hmm. coming coming out where you have things like, Oklahoma and uh, Carousel, where the music and the songs are all about propelling the drama forward. You know, True. there's a real marriage between the two. And then along comes West Side Story, and all of a sudden it's all about dance and elevating dance to the level of storytelling as well with all the music and the drama that came before. But think of who was dancing. Like, they gave great ballet moves yeah. to a bunch of street thugs. Like, yeah. So that was a juxtaposition that caught everybody off guard. But even think about the opening of the overture. I mean, this is not Rodgers and Hammerstein from, you know, the the, the first couple notes. Right, right. It, it's, it's, not, it, it's not just an evening's entertainment. Right. It, it's mm-hmm. something that's really meant to engage your eyes yeah. and engage your thought process. And it puts you off guard from the very beginning. Even when you look at the movie now, and they start with, you know, the gangs and the basketball courts right. and all that sort of thing. For the first few seconds, it could be, you know, a documentary about gang life. And all of a sudden, you're getting finger snaps, you're getting the music, you're yeah. getting the dancing. And it's also stylized. It yeah. sort of knocks you off guard, you know, unless you're ready for it. I'm happy you mentioned the, the basketball court because I remember watching this uh, probably 10 years ago now um, and feeling like there was almost an Alfred Hitchcock suspense 
suspicion going mm. on. Not not mm. the movie suspicion, but there was a s- suspense going on where you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know if there was going to be a fight, but the way the camera angles worked, there was something very Alfred Hitchcocky about it, where there's something dangerous lurking. I'm sorry, you invented a new word, Alfred Hitchcocky. <laughs> That's right. It's a. It's I a, like that. It, 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 it's an Englishman who becomes an American and makes suspenseful films. Excellent. <laughs> of or it's pertaining very specific. to. <laughs> How about you guys? Where were you when you first uh, watched West Side? You've Story? seen the film, right? Yes, yeah. but this for me it was a kind of an in home. Um, I remember watching it on network television, actually, and one of my favorite um, um, nuggets of information, I guess, about West Side Story is I can't imagine it not involving Latin rhythms, mm-hmm. and the idea that this actually was for a very, very long time, starting in the late 40s, really supposed to be a completely different story set with completely different music. I mean, this originally was supposed to be a Catholic-Jewish relationship. Uh, Upper East Side, the East Side story. The idea that this would have been kind of that for, you know, multiple years. They thought about this as something with klezmer beats. Just, Just kind of blows my mind that it, that that's how it was it original. It evolved so drastically, and it feels like the kind of the Latin Puerto Rican beats are part of the DNA of the entire yeah. concept. And I just, I part of me would love to have heard how it originally sounded. Yeah, who who changed the concept? Did Bernstein change it? Did he come on board of the project? I think what happened was there's no, I, I no, I think it was er, early on. No, Bernstein was involved, but there was a show that came out, I, and I. I'm going to mispronounce this. Is it, is it Abby's or Abby's Irish Rose? Um, A-B-I-E. Abby's Irish Rose came out before, um, while they were trying mm-hmm. to to um, work with West Side Story, and they were like, oh, this is too similar to our concept. We need to pivot away from it. Um, mm. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Felicia? When, when, what were your impressions the first time you saw the film? Oh, the first time I saw the film was in high school, and this was following a marching band show that was based on West Side Story. And uh, two memories came to mind. Um, The first was uh, no one knew how to march in three, four time. (laughs) So it was... It was kind of a disaster on the field. It was it was really rough, and and uh, I remember the 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 shape of the the band members on the field formed two rings intersecting, and I was like, ah, oh, nice, <laughs> very yeah, nice. Right. And then after that, our I think our band director said uh, asked uh, if we had ever seen the film, and I don't know, maybe ten percent of the whole uh, class yeah. raised their hands, and he's like, this is not acceptable <laughs> so we, we sat <laughs> in the auditorium the and watched the film for little bits throughout the whole week which was that was my first exposure yeah. to west side story yeah. so you were not part of the 10 percent who raised their hand no oh. <laughs> well you know for a lot of folks and i remember back in high school west side story was like the the quintessential musical there was that and there was rogers and hammerstein but west side story was you know everybody knew all of those songs. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some really remarkable tunes in there. But also the, the orchestrations are great. There's a lot of imagination going on in the music. So I, I can only imagine what it's like to hear it perform live along with the, the voices. Now, you have to sort of keep an ear, Elaine, on what's going on with the the film soundtrack, right? Because you don't want to overshadow what's happening there, do you? Yes. I, the technique actually is that um, there's a, a movie in front of me in a little uh, monitor, and mm-hmm. there's a time code on it. 
So on the bottom of it, there's kind of a, a line going on, like where you would see like subtitles or something like that. Well, yeah. they're under actually, but the, you and and there's a kind of a bar that goes click. It doesn't go click, but it, it moves a little bit. And then it stops. Then it comes back again. It gives it, because there's parts without music, yeah. so you need to know exactly where to come in. I mean, when I say exactly, it has to be exactly, exactly. Not oh yeah, I know where it is. It's there. That's not enough. It has to be tick, 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 boom, right there. Because then if he's whistling, um, sorry. And right. if you see him doing that, and it's kind of, uh, you know, when you have bad doublings and movement and they laugh and the laugh is going on and their mouth is closed or the contrary kind of thing. Right. Even <laughs> if it goes on for like a second, it's kind of weird. So <laughs> so that's why you have a little bit of help from that thing uh, yeah. on the on the monitor. But uh, what's that story is, what all my colleagues will tell you the same, is the hardest one to do. Yeah. But the thing is that it's the best one. And we were thinking, because of course it's a Bernstein 100th anniversary, right, uh, this year. Yeah. So, what well, would have been. And um, we wanted to see what we're going to do. Say, oh, do, do we do a concept where we have, uh, you know, the, maybe the second symphony, or we do this, and or maybe it's a, the violin concerto we did last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, not the concerto, but the serenade. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, why not do something different? Like, really bring everybody together as much as we can. And the, it's his most well known work. His symphonies are fantastic too, mm-hmm. yeah. but this is a piece of music all by itself. And as you say, you don't want to overshadow the movie, but the music is the music. I mean, yeah. uh, and the music underlines every single action of the movie. Like if you watch the movie without, if you you know put it on mute for ten minutes, it's not that you're going to lose interest, <laughs> but but it's going to be like you know it could be a conversation. The drama, half the drama is in the music. More than half the drama is in the music. Yeah, it's very interesting. Look, look the way that the interaction, let's say, with Tony or when, when the sharks are there, and if you try to put mute <laughs> and just go like, ah, okay, you know, yeah, and then right. whoa, you put the music back, and then all of a sudden you're either scared or you're you're feeling uh, enamored, or, or yeah. you know, you have all these emotions that come. So for us, I don't think you can really overplay it, but you really have to play it um, very at the, very much at the same time. And, and this probably underscores why there is that problem with the editing process from back when this movie mm. came out it, they didn't have the technology to really marry the um, the film and the music and the dialogue and the mm-hmm. dancing in every single take so as difficult as it was for them back then it's because it was so challenging yeah. 60 years ago and and so too is it now i mean what, what you're what you're doing is not complicated just because of some of those rudimentary technologies mm. but it's still really challenging to do what they set out to do, even if we tried to do it right now. You think about the, the modern movie uh, musicals um, still struggle with this, uh, but we're looking at something that is you know, historic at this point. Now, for folks who may have not seen West Side Story or maybe don't even know what it's about, we have a little bit of a primer for you, a fun little uh, thing that we did. At least it's fun for us. I hope it is for everybody else. Uh, you know, Shakespeare was the progenitor of uh, the, the West Side Story uh, story. <laughs> through, <laughs> wow. Through, uh, yes, you know, I, I put words together for a living. West Side Story, <laughs> the West Side Story uh, plot through his play Romeo and Juliet. In other words, uh, West Side Story was based on Romeo and Juliet, right? Everybody yeah. understand yes, that, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay, wow, that took so. a lot longer than it needed to. So what we did was we <laughs> we went to our resident uh, TSO thespian Bob Clemens, who helped us out last year, and and he reenacted for us um, a sort of a re-Shakespeareized version of West Side Story. It's only about two minutes long, so we don't hit all the points, but we cover mm-hmm. the major plot points. 
and uh, we added a little bit of sound effects, a little bit of music, and for our uh, masterpiece theater or or piece of work theater, mm-hmm. we're calling it our piece of work theater offering here. Um, this is West Side Story a la Shakespeare. I'm going to leave our microphones uh, open here just so we can join in the fun. <laughs> Few households, both alike in dignity, in fair New York, where we lay our seed. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. At which hour thou art a jet, thou art a jet all the way, from thy first cigarette to thy last dying day. Maria! Maria! I've just hath met a wench named Maria, and suddenly your name shall never be the same to me. The snaps. Tonight! Tonight! All beganeth tonight! I did see thee, and the ordinary wenteth away. The jets aren't gonna hast their day tonight. The sharks are gonna hast their way tonight. Thou poisonous hunchback's toad. Thinkest thou art a general of fence? Thou art a boil, a plague sign. Face is not worth sunburning. Thou lump of foul deformity. They have killed mine own brother. Thy brother hath killed mine own best friend. Let's runneth away together. Yes, let's. <laughs> Thither's a lodging for us. <laughs> Somehow. Someday. Somewhere. Bang. Maria. <laughs> Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head. For never was a story of more woe than this of Maria and her Tony O. The sad part was we rehearsed all of that so many times. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm shocked that you aren't giving copies of this away no. to those who contribute to the station through your fund drive. We may have to consider that. We may have to consider that. Maybe, or, or... maybe you should, you should threaten to give copies, copies of away. this to people exactly. unless they make a contribution, in which case you won't. I don't know. I'd have to make an awful lot of copies to follow through on that on that threat. Uh, so it's a little bit different from the movie. A little bit. Um, the dramatic bad. spacing is a little different. Uh, yeah, a little bit different. But we still Sound get the, effects are amazing, though. We get yes. it across. Yeah, and I thought the background singing was, was fantastic as well. Uh, thanks to everyone involved for that little piece of work. Um, now, moving on, uh, talking about West Side Story, one of the things that I that I love to point out in West Side Story, of course, is the singing and the singing voice of Marnie Nixon, mm. who was you know somebody who stood in for all these actresses in these musical theater films, and she provided the singing voice for Natalie Wood in the role of Maria for this. 
Um, I have a personal connection to Marnie. I, I, I knew her briefly when we were at Tanglewood together, and uh, I stayed in the bed and breakfast with her, and she was just a delightful person. Um, separate rooms, <laughs> Zach. I see that look on your face. <laughs> separate rooms. But we shared breakfast together, not the bed part, just the breakfast. And uh, she was just a, a remarkable, lovely person and very open about um, – all of these experiences. And one of the things that she did talk about was Bernstein and how he really took care of her. Because when the cast album came out, it was so popular and it sold so much. Um, she was cut out of the residual process. She wasn't getting any money at all. And then Bernstein took a percentage of his residual and had it reassigned to her. Mm. So she was able to actually make some money off of her singing, which I think, you know, says a lot about uh, Bernstein as well as uh, uh, about that whole enterprise. So, uh, and she does a wonderful job, you know, because she's one of those singing actors. She can act with her voice. Mm -hmm. She's not trying to be as good of a singer as she can be. She's on level, on par with everybody else that's, that's singing in there. And, and, you know, it's interesting because the singing in that film um, works wonderfully, and a lot of it is is not the, the actors that are actually doing the singing in the film. They're not actually singing. They have uh, voice doubles. And the voice doubles are still creating uh, a singing that sounds like the actors and like their speaking voices and mm -hmm. like they would sound when they sing. So there's a lot of attention to detail in this film. Um, I do have one more quiz that I'd like to try and fit in before we get through it today, and that is uh, a jet and shark quiz, mm. right? Let's see. I'll bring up, Ooh, it's uh, bring up a little music. San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Winnipeg. Oh. Okay, here we go. First, I'll give you a, a, a little bit of movie trivia. Uh, this comes from the uh, IMDb. Uh, during the entire production of West Side Story, the film, the actors wore out 200 pairs of shoes. They applied more than 100 pounds of makeup. They split 27 pairs of pants. I love that. And they performed in 30 different recording sessions. Do you know who the original toy, uh, choice was of Robert Wise to play the role of Tony? The director, Robert Wise, wanted somebody else to play Robert Tony. Wagner. No, no. Uh, uh, interesting. Interesting choice. Elvis Presley. He wow. wanted Elvis Presley to play Tony. I'm all shook I, up. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I could see it, but that's also a really bad idea. Yeah. yeah. In its time, this was the biggest selling soundtrack album, right? Okay, on to our Jet and Shark quiz. Uh, this is uh, multiple choice. Who was the first person to imagine using controlled rear combustion to propel a machine forward at super speed? Get it? That's a jet part mm -hmm. of the quiz. Was it Leonardo da Vinci? Was it Sir Isaac Newton? Or was it Henry Ford? I'll go... Oh, I'm sorry. I missed, I missed the hand up. The hand which is so important in radio. Oh, the raised hand in radio is so I learned great. it by watching Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll guess A. You'll guess A? You would be incorrect. Oh. This is a gentleman who is very much concerned with the laws of motion. Who would that be? I'll go with option B. <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton. That's correct. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, true or false? Sharks have eyelids. Is that true or is that false? You have a 50-50 choice here. So. I feel like it's false. Any other guessers? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have you, their way tonight. Okay. I'll give you one more guess. <laughs> this is do like sharks, when you're on with Michael Lang. And we couldn't remember what the last option do, was. Do sharks have eyelids? True or false? I guess we'll I, pivot to true. It's true. <laughs> I guess it must be okay. true. Okay. 
Well, the cartoon versions, they never blink, so you know. <laughs> Here's another one for you. Which happened first, the Apollo moon landing or the first jumbo jet flight? Ah, A. Which was first? You say the Apollo moon landing yeah. was first? Any other answer? Actually, <laughs> the Boeing 747 first flew in February 1969, wow. five months before Apollo 11 oh. landed on the moon. Five oh, months. Yeah. Five months. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like a trick question. Now, yeah. which, which of these? It's all a trick. <laughs> okay, here's it's a true or false. Here's another shark true or false. Oh, let's get the music back out because I, I like that beat. There we go. <laughs> Another true or false? You can measure the age of a shark by counting the tiny ridges on its teeth. Is that true or false? 50-50. I feel like a billion rows of teeth. My son would know this. Yeah, I feel like it's more the number of rows of teeth. some kid's book. Right? (laughs) By counting the ridges on its teeth. You can say false. Let's go false. false. That is false. It's actually... You can count the rings on its vertebrae ah, to tell oh. how old it is. Like a tree. Oh, wow. like a tree. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Okay, who is known as the father of aviation? Is it Orville Wright, George Cayley, or Wilbur Post? Orville, Orville Wright. Wright. Orville, George, or Wilbur? <laughs> I would say George. George, you would be correct. George Cayley. Who's In George? 1799, English aviator George Cayley built the first glider that could go short distances. Distances. Uh, Wilbur Post, you know who that was, right? He he was the owner of Mr. Ed. Remember? <laughs> Will. Wilbur. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Which of the following is true of sharks? They are colorblind, their ears are inside their heads, or they never sleep. Which of those three is well, true? Their ears are inside their heads. Otherwise, they'd be uh, non-dynamic. Uh, well, I mean, their their ears in their entirety are inside their head. Well, you don't see ears flapping in the water, Brad. I, You're sorry. very okay. indignant about so, this. So, uh, so what's your answer? They could have little tiny ears, you know, little shark ears. So they flip it out of there to capture the Yeah, and they turn backwards wave. when they, they hear other things. Yeah. Right. Exactly, yeah. Like Just cat kidding. shark. Cat shark. <laughs> so, no, uh, shark movies I, are a thing. I still don't hear an answer. Are, are they colorblind? Are their ears inside their heads? Their ears are they, inside they their heads. they never head. asleep. So is that your it's final right. answer? It's my final answer. Sleep. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to come back around with you. their eyes open without eyelids? This is kind of a trick question. <laughs> a really question. good point. Are, they're all, all correct? They are all uh, three correct. Uh, Yay. <laughs> good job. That was our jet and shark quiz. Which, which do you identify with more? Are you more of a jet or a shark, Merwin? I'm going to play my Canadian card in the Winnipeg Jets versus the San Jose Sharks. So Winnipeg. Oh, okay. Ah. Wait, so you're a jet? A jet. Okay. What Are about you a jet you, all the way? To <laughs> <laughs> your last dying day? Yes. Lasteth the dying dayeth. Felicia, would you, you identify with sharks or jets more? Um, sharks. Okay, one jet, one shark. How about you, Zach? Your I, ears I, are inside I, your head. My ears are inside my head. Yeah, <laughs> you never I, sleep. I I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> jet or a shark? Huh? I don't know. Uh, I, I would rather be like a jet shark or a shark jet. You're all about combining animals. And <laughs> yeah, lighter. Hey, the more, the merrier. Uh, I'd probably go for shark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have jet shark shark. What say you, Elaine? Uh, Krupke. <laughs> <laughs> You're really a, a square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you're the other half of the Canadian contingent here. Yeah, yeah, Merwin, so. yeah, but, yeah, I'm sorry, Merwin, Merwin. I'm going shark. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. How about you, Brad? Wait, 
You're see, just, you're see you in the playoffs. <laughs> so we have one jet and three sharks. Yeah. Yeah. I Man. feel bad. I feel this like explains I need to, a lot. There's blood in the water. Explains a lot. I need to. I need to sit this one out. <laughs> That is just about all the time that we have. Uh, we, we do want to remind you the concert is happening this Saturday, September 29th. It's at the Stranahan Theater, 8 o'clock p.m. And this is, once more, the film, West Side Story. It's going to be on the great big projection screen. The orchestra is going to be performing the musical score. More information at ToledoSymphony.com or at 419-246-8000. Thanks to everybody who joined me today. Zach Vasser, Merwin Sue, Felicia Canning, and, of course, Elaine Trudell. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org slash lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab here on FM 91. <laughs>